are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Friday, July 9th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. And today we're going to be looking at the Dolphins projected starting offensive line. And we're going to ask ourselves a singular question. What is the number one most important thing in 2021 for each member of the projected starting offensive line for the Miami Dolphins? So that group, we are going to operate under the assumption from left to right for this exercise. Left tackle is going to be Austin Jackson, the team's first-round pick in 2020. Left guard is going to be Solomon Kinley, the team's right guard for the majority of the 2020 season. Center is going to be free agent signee Matt Skura. Right guard is going to be Robert Hunt, who started the majority of the year at right tackle in his 11 starts on the year. And Liam Eichenberg, projected to start at right tackle. That's the group of five, the number one most pressing objective for each of these five players is how we are going to spend our Friday together here on the show. Hope you guys enjoy. So let's start with Austin Jackson, the number 18 overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft and a starter for every game that he was healthy at left tackle for the Dolphins last season. What's the biggest point of emphasis? It is pass protection, my friends, for Austin Jackson. A little comparative analysis. Austin Jackson was the fifth first-round offensive tackle taken in the 2020 NFL Draft. Behind Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wills, Mekhi Becton, and Tristan Wirfs. The breakdown in production from each of the first four tackles in front of Austin Jackson is skewed in their favor, with the exception of the New York Giants' top five pick in Andrew Thomas. So here is the snap opportunity. So not kneel downs or spikes or stuff like that, but true pass sets that were taken for each of the five tackles taken in the top 20 from 2020. The sacks that they allowed, the pressures that they conceded, and their pass-blocking efficiency according to Pro Football Focus. Andrew Thomas, 575 snap opportunities, 10 sacks allowed, 57 total pressures, 94.2 efficiency grade. Not great. Now, Jedrick Wills, 481 snap opportunities in pass pro, 4 sacks allowed, 18 pressures, 97.7 efficiency grade. Jets, Mekhi Becton, 387. We're decreasing in almost 100 snaps per player at this point. 387 snap opportunities, 7 sacks allowed, 23 total pressures, 96.1 efficiency grade. Tristan Wirfs went to Tampa Bay, 651 tops of the group, 1 sack allowed, 22 total pressures, 98.2 efficiency grade, one of the best offensive tackle scores in all football. And then Austin Jackson, 506 snaps, 4 sacks allowed, 38 total pressures, 95.8 efficiency grade. That 95.8 efficiency grade is the second worst of the top five offensive tackles. 
behind only or in front of only Andrew Thomas. His 38 total pressures from just a raw data perspective was second worst in front of only Andrew Thomas. Uh, The sacks allowed actually tied for second out of that group. Not bad. We all knew Austin Jackson was going to be rough around the edges. If you had two eyeballs, you knew uh, that what he was going to be when he came into the league was not his finished product. He was not a finished product. He was going to need time, patience, development. Well, the Dolphins drafted him, and they really didn't afford him that opportunity because they needed somebody to play left tackle. So he played right from the jump. And the growing pains that Austin Jackson experienced in pass protection last year are something that are going to have to be decreased, uh, diminished, if Austin Jackson is going to live up to his potential as a top 20 pick. He's physically capable of doing it all. He's got the athleticism. He's got the length. He's got the power. He needs the fundamentals, and he needs the feel of the position. That only comes with time. We'll see if the time he was afforded in 2020 is enough to break some bad habits. But even if you cut your pressures allowed by 40%, I say that like it's a small number, that would be a huge boost for the Dolphins. And there's there's a path of this being accomplished before. We've seen Colton Miller, who came in, was drafted in the top 20 by the Raiders, He gave up like 70 pressures and 16 sacks in his first season with the Raiders as a starter. This past year, he gave up two sacks and 31 pressures. There is a pathway for this to be achieved, but you need a lot of progress in year one. And if we get to the end of 2021 and Austin Jackson has not made some level of significant growth, sound the alarms, it's time to get worried about that pick. Because then you enter into year three in a do-or-die scenario, and you damn well better have some backup behind him in case he doesn't make the jump because you don't want to be committed to a player of that caliber and pass protection for a third straight season with nobody else to compete with him, period. Can't happen. The objective for Solomon Kinley is pretty simple. He's switching over, presumably, from right guard to left guard, stepping in for Eric Flowers, who was traded away in a salary dump. The objective for Solomon Kinley, I need better range. I need better gravitational pull. When he got his hands on you and he ran his feet, it was game over. He did a really nice job generating some movement on the line of scrimmage. The first level of the defense, he was moving guys off the ball. That's all you can hope for in a road-grading power guard. But if he's going to reach his ceiling as a player and he's going to be a quality starter for the Dolphins, He needs a little bit more range. You cannot be so physically limited and so tight within the phone booth because you'll always have that shooting linebacker that shoots across your face. You'll always have that linebacker that can scrape over the top. You'll always have that penetration three technique tackle that's going to get out of the blocks a little quicker than you, and you're not going to be able to move your feet and set the block and set the hook. So for Solomon Kinley, there's not a metric here I'm looking for. It's really just a matter of can you be a little bit more fluid and have a little bit better range in pass protection? If you can do that, I think Solomon Kinley will be fine, and there's no reason, presuming he offers that improvement this year, to consider him as somebody who needs to be replaced or upgraded upon. 
Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and UFC. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop and mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information available to you. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game, so head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The objective for Matt Skura, this is another pretty straightforward one. Matt needs to iron out whatever snapping issues he had last year in Baltimore. Those need to be resolved. If Matt Skura can take care of the snapping issues, there's no reason to think he can't, at the very least, be a marginal upgraded center for the Dolphins this season. He's going to have competition to win the job. And if you were to look at Cameron Tom or Michael Dieter and you want an objective for one of those guys, it's pretty straightforward. Win the job. Force the Dolphins to make you the starting center. That's the objective for those guys. But for Matt Skura, who has experience as a starting center in the NFL and has been at times a quality starter, if not for the struggles that he has had as of the tail end of last year with snapping and consistency getting the ball to the quarterback for whatever reason, whether it was yips or something else. Get that ironed out. Because if you get that ironed out, you probably do win the center job, and the Dolphins probably do have, at the very least, a marginal upgrade at the center spot. That's great. That's all you can hope for, right? You didn't find the opportunity to draft the one that you wanted in the draft early on. You didn't commit Big Bunny. You didn't land David Andrews, even though you gave him a competitive offer to what the Patriots were offering him, and Andrews ultimately opted just to go back to New England again. So you didn't panic. You brought in a body, and you're going to let competition take place, and you're going to let the winner take the job. Matt Skura has the best opportunity to claim that job and give the Dolphins some credit for how they chose to handle that situation. I think the perfect outcome is Michael Dieter wins the job because Michael Dieter was a player that this regime drafted and had a vision for. And he's been in the system for two years, including 15 games as a starter, as a rookie. I'd ideally like to see the guy that has two years of control, young player, a little bit higher uh, unknown factor, but also potentially a little higher ceiling to work with. That's enticing. I'd love to see that materialize, but we'll see. That's the whole point of training camp in the preseason, let these things play themselves out. The number one objective for Robert Hunt, projecting him at right guard, uh, was a challenging one because we would assume his improvements in pass protection. By the way, he outperformed Austin Jackson and uh, Mekhi Becton from a pass protection efficiency standing last year, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, moving him inside to guard automatically is going to make you a better pass protector because you have protection on your outside. You're not on an island out there. So what I ultimately settled on was Robert Hunt, despite the fact that he only started 11 games last year, was the Dolphins' most penalized offensive player. He had two offensive holding penalties and three false starts. So for a Dolphins team 
that last year was second in the NFL in penalties accepted against them. And a Dolphins team that was third in the NFL last year in penalty yards accepted against them, meaning they were second to best as far as fewest penalties called against them and third best few fewest yards accepted against them. Uh, they only had 74 accepted penalties against them for a total of 635 yards over the course of 16 games. If you're not a math major, which I will readily admit to not being, uh, that's good. That's an average of four and a half penalties per game for an average of 39.7 yards per game in penalties conducted against the Dolphins. The only players on the roster who had more penalties accepted against them last year than Robert Hunt with five were Xavier Howard and Nick Needham, who each had six apiece. And we all know Xavier Howard had one of those with that BS ejection call against the Bengals, which is a joke. So Robert Hunt, three of the five penalties you had last year were pre-snap penalties That's a very easy fix, but that's your number one objective because we know you're an asset in the run game already. We know you're going to be better in pass protection if you're playing the inside because you're going to be protected on your outside. So the next step for for Robert Hunt is just show that the game is slowed down a little bit more for you. Show that you have that comfort in the playbook, that understanding of everything that's taking place so that you don't miss the little details of the pre-snap cadence and have three false start penalties uh, when you only start 11 games. If Robert Hunt provides that, <laughs> terrific. Because you you already assume he's going to be better in the other areas. Maybe that's a dangerous assumption to make. You know what happens when you assume, as the saying goes. But I feel really good about Robert Hunt's projection to guard And if you clean up the penalties, this is where when people start asking, hey, should we be considering Robert Hunt as a Pro Bowl player? That's where that caliber of play, I think, can really start to materialize. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are delicious. Top of the first round grade for Built Bar. They've got 10 plus flavors to choose from. They are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, 100% chocolate on all their bars. So whether you're looking for something to grab and go, something delicious to eat and replace a meal, something that's a midnight snack, something keto friendly, you name it, Built Bar can be it. Right now, you can visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and save 15% off your order of the world's most delicious protein bar. So do not wait Visit BillBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and save 15% on the world's most delicious protein bar. The objective for Liam Eikenberg is quite simple, too, especially when you're considering you don't have a foundation to work off of last year. The objective for Liam Eikenberg is to win the right tackle job. The Dolphins traded up in the second round to secure Liam Eikenberg. It tells you they thought very highly of him. If the Dolphins are going to maximize their opportunities on the offensive line, they need this vision for this spot on in the lineup to materialize the way that they've envisioned when they 
conceded a, a mid-round pick to jump up to number 42 and draft Liam Eikenberg. Now, his competition is going to be Robert Hunt, and perhaps Liam Eikenberg doesn't win the right tackle job by no fault of his own. Perhaps Robert Hunt performs on equal footing at the right tackle position, and somebody else really blows them away, whether it's DJ Fluker or Jermaine Illuminor, to step in at right guard. And if that's the case, you can't feel too bad, and you love the fact that you have that level of depth and competition along your offensive line. But if we're assuming that Robert Hunt is going to step inside because the Dolphins reportedly feel as though his ceiling is higher there, and it's either Jesse Davis or Liam Eikenberg, or DJ Fluker, or Jermaine Illuminor, if those four guys are the contenders to start at right tackle, and Liam Eikenberg doesn't win the job, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Real hard pill to swallow. So, Miami, the opportunity is ripe, and the opportunity is really unique for Miami because they had three rookies on their offensive line last year, right? And there were growing pains, there were struggles, but the physical talent is now present here. And I'm really excited about the opportunity of Liam Eikenberg and Robert Hunt on double teams comboing together to climb up to the second level. I'm really excited about the potential of Solomon Kinley comboing with Austin Jackson on double teams and climbing up to the second level. A lot of power up front here to move and set the A level of the defense, and generate movement into the opponent backfield. If Miami is going to try to keep some of the spread smash mouth style, they're going to need more wins against interior defensive line. Eichenberg helps with that. So that's why the pathway, I think, is very clear. Fluker, yeah, road grader. Illuminor, big body. But you watch Liam Eikenberg at Notre Dame, and you watch him work with his guard. And he quite clearly has the movement skills required to win in that same exact way in the run game. And, say what you will about his ability in pass protection, I think he's a marginally better functional athlete than Robert Hunt on the outside. But he also... Didn't concede a sack for like the last two years he played college football. That's a hell of an accomplishment. Will that be sustainable in the NFL? I doubt it. But hey, you never know. Tua Tagovailoa, second most elusive quarterback in football and evading pressure according to next-gen stats. Liam Eikenberg had that same kind of slippery quarterback behind him at Notre Dame with Ian Book. Now, Everybody has to be better for that to fully materialize, right? It's, it's not as though one player at right tackle is going to make or break the protection schemes. But at the very least, you can hope that each individual piece of the puzzle taking a step forward because they're playing in a more natural spot, like Kinley and Hunt, or because they're a better talent, like Liam Eikenberg, or because they have developed as a player, as an individual, like in Austin Jackson, there's enough pieces of the puzzle here where improvement is going to be found, but how much it comes by is going to largely determine the success of this group. Because again, you think about the kinds of players the Dolphins brought in. You think about the point of emphasis. 
to push the ball, be aggressive down the field, and the speed at receiver. You can't have an average snap to release time of 2.3 seconds and aggressively push the ball down the field. You have to hold the ball a little longer, which means you have to hold up better in protection, which means you got to get out of some of the RPO type stuff that you did because if you're blocking run fits and you're actually throwing the football, you're going to have an unaccounted for body in protection. And that's a losing recipe in pass pro. Or you're going to have two on one on the back in protection. And once teams start picking up on that kind of stuff and they're willing to attack because they understand the back is going to scan from one to two on the back side of the set. If we bring them both, they can't block it. And if we bring them both, we're fitting up against the run anyway. We'll drop somebody off the front side. That's when you start getting into schematic headaches. So Miami needs this group to be better up front. That's the objective of the entire group, right? It's a very simple one. Be better. But each individual along the way has a very different, simple, individual objective for them to strive to attain. And if they do, a lot of these other pieces of the puzzle will slowly start to fall together. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked On Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it. Fins up. Have a great weekend. Look forward to talking to you guys again on Monday. Training camp's right around the corner, so make sure you have a blessed weekend.